Welcome to Infrastructure in Action, a We Build podcast series about Australia, where we discover the fascinating world of infrastructure, explore the issues and opportunities facing the infrastructure sector, highlight the role infrastructure plays in helping Australia manage population growth and economic development, and discuss the most advanced systems and technologies to minimise risk and maximise the value of Australian investments in these projects. Hi everyone, my name's Aaron. I'm the training manager at Future Generation, made up of WeBuild and Clough. We're here to deliver the Snowy 2.0 project. My roles and responsibilities on this project are to train and bring on apprentices, do training pre-employment programs in the local community to engage and give opportunities to locals in the region that usually wouldn't get these opportunities, upskill our men and women on the project in all ranges of things from working at heights to plan operating and to you know, LVR, CPR, training people how to operate TBMs. So T, I'd just like to explain to everyone as well today that is listening, so what the future generation is. So future generation is a joint venture between WeBuild and former Cellini in Progello and a global, a global hydro power and tunneling specialist. They have completed some large significant projects all across the world and, and some really exciting projects as well. And it's, it's really exciting to have them here in our country completing you know, Snowy 2.0. We've also got Clough, an Australian construction and engineering company and Lane Construction. As a JV, we, we are strongly committed to providing local opportunities for Aboriginal communities across the far south coast, Riverina, ACT and surrounding areas. And as you know, those areas, far south coast, UN Nation, Riverina, Wadri country, ACT, Ngunnawal country. Our client, Snowy Hydro, has also a commitment to employing and training locals generally. Um, so Snowy 2.0 project offers many opportunities for local communities and it's exciting to be a part of that and provide some of those local opportunities. And as a whole, our project, we're providing opportunities for the men and women around the region and also our country. Today we're here to, to do our fourth podcast, Infrastructure in Action. And we're talking to Tanisha Baker, one of our apprentice, electrical apprentices, and we're going to talk about Indigenous engagement in our country and region. Over to you, Tanisha. Thank you, Aaron. It's a pleasure to be here. Before we get underway, I'd like to acknowledge that this reading is being completed on the traditional lands of the Wiradjuri and Walgaloo people, and I pay my respect to Elders both past, present and future. My name's Tanisha Baker and I'm a proud Wiradjuri woman from Tumut, New South Wales in the beautiful Snowy Valleys, and I'm currently undertaking an electrical apprenticeship on the Snowy 2.0 project. Tanisha, as someone that grew up in the area, tell me, a bit about your background, what first drew you to the idea of working on the Snowy 2.0 project? I started my career in retail and continued on that path for about 10 years in many different roles. Growing up in the area, the Snowy Scheme was always something that I was interested in. So when the project was announced and going ahead, it was always in the back of my mind that maybe it's something that I want to be a part of. And, and tell me, how did you first get involved in the project? Uh, well, I guess my father had the same thoughts. He's an operator, so at the first chance he could, he started applying for roles and was successful in the very early days of the project. I think my time in the retail world was well and truly up, and Dad mentioned that future generation could be looking for some cleaners. 
and he's still playing a very valuable role in the project a couple of years on and being very successful and that's stemmed down into you uh, what are some of the challenges that you've over had to overcome getting started in your career i think my biggest challenge was deciding what path i wanted to take i worked as a cleaner for a year before deciding that maybe being an electrician was something that i wanted to pursue your career pathway to electrical apprentice was not necessarily the conventional one so you know what inspired you and who inspired you to give it a go this would have to come back to my dad again and my very supportive family. From a young age, mum always says that I would hang out with dad in the shed fixing motorbikes and I could go and grab him a spinner before I could even walk properly. So I think I've always had an interest in doing a trade. Um, my parents inspire me a lot in what I do. I'm one of six children. So oh. you can imagine how it would have been raising us all on mainly the one income until we were old enough for mum to go back to work again. But of course, we still always had everything we needed. So I want to do them proud and show them that their hard work has been instilled in us kids. Sounds like a very proud family and a very successful one. Yeah. For people coming into the project, regardless of the level or role they start at, what are the sorts of qualities you're looking for that might indicate that they're a good candidate for the pre-employment program? Yeah, look, one is sacrifice. So it's not easy. Uh, like today, we went and we met some men and women that have been doing a pre-employment program in, in Wagga. And they've just done seven weeks doing three days a week. So they've taken sacrifice where they haven't, they haven't actually been paid for those three days that they do the training course. Yeah, okay. They've got seven units of competency that they've been able to add to their resume now, which is huge for their career. But... Those sacrifices that have made for you know their families, they've stuck it out, and and that shows some really good qualities. So when they actually come up onto a project, it shows that they've got the discipline, they've they've they take a few sacrifices, they're motivated as well to take that opportunity with both hands and and, and give it a go. And, and I was also thinking about this today. We we had 15 males that completed this program. It was a four-week program and it was five days. So the sacrifice that they did, some of them had families. They still had bread and butter to put on the table for their families, but they seen an opportunity at the end of it, the light of the tunnel. Um, one of the guys was a 60-year-old male that you know you actually work alongside now and he's actually completing an apprenticeship. And he's an electrical apprentice at age of 60 that usually would never get that opportunity. So for him, he has taken four weeks off work, five days a week, done a pre-employment program, he got a job as a TA, and then he's now finally able to complete an apprenticeship and finish his career as a happy man because he's always wanted that opportunity and never been able to get that opportunity. The pre-employment program has grown since I first started. How did WeBuild and the JV partners get it started and how big is it now? So it goes back nearly a year ago. I started on the project August 2020. And one of the big things that I wanted to come onto this project when I spoke to WeBuild, they they were looking for the qualities in the actual training manager that had experience in working with school kids experience with running these um, indigenous pre-employment programs and that was one thing i'd done um, previously and i was very passionate about and said to we build that that is one thing that i really want to do coming into this region 
I want to come here and, and give opportunities to local communities like we are doing today. Because one of the big things um, when we do do this engagement is there's a few protocols and it is, it is critical to go out and speak to elders, the traditional custodians of the land and ask them what works for their community and not ask just implement a program and, and hope that it works. But there's been a lot of men and women that have worked alongside me with it. And, and that comes down to the community, Aboriginal Affairs, NIA, um, people within We Build, people within the joint venture, um, and also Snowy 2.0 and, and Snowy Hydro themselves as well. So all of that collaboration between everyone has, been, has made it successful. We've got 10 that have just completed a training program here in Wagga. And then in a couple of weeks, we've got another 10 over in Bega region as well. Absolutely. As the joint venture, we're strongly committed to providing local opportunities and in particular our Aboriginal communities across the far south coast, the Riverina, the ACT and surrounding areas. The other thing I'd like to mention as well, obviously Snowy Hydro, our client, they, they have a huge commitment as well to employing uh, locals and training them as well. Like I said earlier, the Snowy Hydro scheme, they've been able to provide opportunities throughout years and years for, for locals around here. Um, Tanisha, I'd like to just ask you a few more questions What we were speaking about before as you and as electrical apprentice. Uh, where are you currently at the moment in your career as a pathway, you know, becoming an electrical tradesman? Uh, I'm about to complete my first year. What has been the hardest part to your apprenticeship so far? I think the hardest part is probably the obvious one, uh, being a female in a male-dominated field. But so far, I've had the pleasure of working with a very supportive and great bunch of guys who have made my time in the field so much easier. Um, I can't thank them enough for the time and effort they put into teaching me and guiding me. I think you're in the right place as well to complete an apprenticeship. And like you said, male-dominant industry, but I think that's changing. Um, yep. you only got to look at our apprentices and, and the other um, you know, 12-odd apprentices that we've got. And... 75% of the apprentices that are in your first year are female. Yeah, and that's very encouraging. The fact that the, the company went out and, and put so many females on, that's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Mm. And, and like you said um, before as well, like it's, um, it is a male-dominant roster or male-dominant industry, but one thing that our project does have, we do have a lot of females working down on the project and also having your dad... You've got a cousin, you've got an uncle. So yeah. it's, it's a bit of a family. Yeah, um, I've got mates. Obviously, being a local, there's, there's a, a good chunk of local people up there. So, yeah. you know, you see your mates every day. Mm. See my, yeah, my old man every day and uncles, cousins. Yeah. yeah. I've loved learning new skills. Uh, I guess it's a great feeling looking back from, you know, a year ago when I first started on the tools yeah. to now, like what I've learned just in the first year. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, it's very exciting and like I'm just so keen to keep learning and, and I think another thing I've, I really enjoy about it, which we did, we just touched on, I love our crew and the connections we form because we live and work so closely together. So what has been uh, the reaction of your community and, you know, the way, you, the, cho- the career that you've chosen? So like, you, you know, obviously a bit of a role model in the community and what, what's been their reaction? Um, yeah, it's been very uh, positive and encouraging, and I guess um, it inspires me to do more, like to go further, um, hoping that I can inspire other people to perhaps take you know this same path that I've taken and show them that they they can do it. Like 
yeah, it's possible. Would you re- recommend um, the electrical trade to others? 100%. Um, in my opinion, it's probably the best trade. It's very versatile. Um, there's a lot of different paths you can take. On site, we're building camps, another TBM. Um, you know, there's just so many different things that, that I'm learning and being a part of. And yeah, it's just, it's it's really good. Mm. So from, from a day-to-day sort of practice on site, as an electrical apprentice, what are some of the day-to-day roles and activities that you do? Obviously, a lot of cable pulling. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're, we're constructing. So um, we're building water treatment plants. We're, you know, building grout plants. Um, and then, yeah, the, the TBM work. So we're running cables, getting it ready to be powered up. Um, and then in the camp, we're, you know, wiring up the dongers for everyone to live in. Yeah. And yeah. I guess for a few people wondering, you know, what are dongers? They, you know, they are the camp that people live in. And um, the other thing as well that we should mention as well, Tanisha, is uh, TBMs, they're a tunnel boring machine. They are what create the tunnel and, and they run off high voltage power. And, and we've built the substations down there as well. Do you feel you have a bit of responsibility to inspire others in your community to pursue a career in the infrastructure industry? I do. And honestly, I wish I found this interest 10 years ago. Uh, we met a young girl today when we went to your to the program um, and she's 19. Yeah, wow. And I just I said to her, look, I, I honestly wish that I had this opportunity at, at your age and that don't don't let it go, like just run with it yeah. and uh, see where it takes you. So T, tell me, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Um, hopefully I'll be a qualified tradesperson. Um, I'll finish all my schooling. Um, I hope to still be on this project. I want to see this out for the long run. Obviously it's, it's in my, at my home. So, um, and it's something that I've found that I really love doing. So I think regardless of where, where I am or what path I take, um, it's going to be, yeah, a a bright future. Mm. If people want to learn more about the pre-employment program and even about job opportunities with WeBuild and the JV partners at Snowy2 more generally, where can they go to find out more? Yeah, so there's a few things we've been doing, T, and that, that's why, obviously, we've been engaging with community as well. One thing is people can go to the Future Generation JV website, and on, on the FGJV website, we've actually got a link that you can click on the link and basically it'll show you all the job opportunities that are available and then you can apply and, and put your resume and application in that way. There's another way as well. Obviously, definitely have to do the link, but you can also contact the project by recruitment at futuregenerationjv.com.au. That's recruitment at futuregenerationjv.com.au. We'll put that in the link as well. I'd also like to add, T, anyone that else is listening to the podcast today, if you're looking to join the WeBuild Group team, there's 50,000 people across the globe that poses highly specialised skills and wealth of passion, knowledge and experience, and contribute to building major infrastructure projects that improve the lives of people in Australia and throughout the world. You can go to the jobs.webuildgroup.com and you can apply for jobs there in your specialised area. T, I've got another question for you. What do you hope 
will be the legacy of the Snowy 2.0 project for your community? Yeah, I truly hope it's a positive legacy that he's left behind and our local community benefits greatly by it. Local people and businesses as well coming off this project with a whole new skill set and future career opportunities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Tanisha. Like you said, individuals and businesses, but a lot of people constantly focus on the individuals, but it's also our businesses you know, that pr- provide the milk, the bread, the busing companies, um, the motels that cooking meals and lunches and breakfast for you know the men and women that go to our work. You know the electrical companies that have been able to get work on this project, um, training companies that had started you know a couple of years ago and only had one or two people working for them. They've grown and and that's that's long lasting. That changes people's lives. That changes families. But it changes communities. So that's where this this project and the legacy. It will be long-lasting, and, and some of these businesses will then continue to um, flow after this project. So, Tanisha, talking about legacy, you know, one big thing about legacy, um, we build and it's JV and the Snowy Hydro are committed to actually providing that legacy. And like we spoke about today, all of the opportunities that it's you know presenting for local communities that is just a legacy on its own, and, and all the men and women working you know on on that to be able to create that thank you aaron and thank you to WeBuild for this opportunity finally everyone i'd like to thank you for listening today feel free to jump over and listen to the other three podcasts and download and share those as well likewise with our podcast thank you for your time today and goodbye from snowy 2.0 project from tanisha and aaron That's all we have time for, for this, our fourth and final episode of the Infrastructure in Action We Build podcast series for Australia. To Aaron and Tanisha, thank you for your important contributions to the Snowy 2.0 project and for sharing your insights on the important role infrastructure projects play in creating lasting economic and community legacies. Thanks also to you, our listeners, for downloading this podcast. If you haven't already, check out the other three episodes in this We Build Infrastructure in Action series, which you can download for free from all major podcast platforms.